Hey friends, welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and today we are diving into all things productivity. This is such a great but a small and simple tip that's super easy to do. You can do it every single week and it doesn't take a ton of time, but it will give you so much time back in the long run. So if you are ready to gain back your time, be more productive, and get things organized in your life, then let's dive right in. Let's go. Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there'll be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. So a weekly plan sesh is very, very simple. There's not a whole lot to it, but it is a system and it can become a habit, like a routine that you get into every single week so you know where you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, what you're going to do it with, and how long it's going to take. Step one is to schedule out a weekly plan sesh, okay? or session, whatever you want to call it, right? I call it my weekly plan sesh. That's what I put it when I put it in a time block in my calendar. And that's what I put it under. You can call it what you want, but it is important to schedule time. You want it to be the same time, the same place, the same planner, the same system every single week. Why? Because consistency is key to creating a new habit. And when you, you are trying to create this habit of planning your week out every single week, like the weekend prior to your upcoming week. It's hard to get in the routine of doing it every single week, the same time, the same place, right? Because our schedules can kind of go flip-flop here and there as moms, right? We don't always have the exact same time every single week for most of us. However, you can make it happen if you choose to focus your calendar and align it with your core values and what's really important to you. So one of the things that is super important to me in particular is my is to schedule out time to plan out my time. (laughs) As silly as that may seem, it does make a difference when you plan out how you are going to spend your time the next week. You can be intentional about it and purposeful, and it can help you to actually achieve the goals that you have set out, right? You're actually planning ahead. Okay, when am I going to do this project? When am I going to clean this thing in the house? When am I going to you know, spend intentional time with my kids where I'm going to go play with them. I'm going to schedule time to go to the park with them or to go to the library or to play a game with them. And no, you don't have to be robotic about it. There's going to be times where you're going to be able to just do things on a whim. And that's the beauty of white space in your calendar, right? But giving yourself the opportunity to plan ahead and, and put those things in your calendar means that you are putting a priority on those things. And if you want, I want you to choose a day on the weekend whether it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, whatever time you choose, but make sure it's something you can be fairly consistent with. Every once in a while, you may have to switch things up because of whatever, right? If you can be super, super consistent and clear on when it is that you're doing it, where you're doing it, why you're doing it, what planner you're using, you know, it's important to use the same planner every week so that you're consistently going to the same place to find your schedule. So you don't have like 50 planners. You're trying to figure out which one you wrote what in, right? That's how we lose all of our clarity is by using more than one system. Focus on one system, find one planner that you want to work on and choose one day that you're going to plan 
at one specific time, like a certain time block, whatever period of time you need, and try to do it at a time when you have calmer energy. So afternoons are really great, mornings or evenings or whatever, and take time where you're not having kids all around you, where you can get a little bit more mental clarity as you're trying to do this and get into some deep work and figure out how you really want to spend your week. Think about what last week was, you know, where were your time wasters? Where were the things that that just sucked the life out of you, right? That you didn't need to add into your schedule that maybe maybe you didn't have on your schedule, but for some reason they just snuck themselves in. How can we get rid of those time wasters next week? What can we do to prevent that, you know? Or what goals do I have for this upcoming week? What are some things I want to do, right? Start thinking about all these kinds of things. So the, the biggest thing we want to do with step number one, before we get ahead of ourselves, is schedule your weekly plan sesh, okay? Schedule it in the same time, the same place, the same planner, and use the same system every single week. Remember, consistency is key to forming a new habit. Let's get into tip number two. Okay, now that you've scheduled your weekly plan sesh and you're here, you've decided on a time, you've decided on the planner you wanna use, all the things, right? You know, you have your highlighters and your pens, like gather all your supplies so you're ready to go when you do your weekly plan sesh. And let's do a mind sweep, okay? This is tip number two, do a mind sweep. This is where we just kind of clear the cobwebs out of our minds, okay? We get all that mental clutter out, out of the mind, and out onto paper, okay? There is massive amounts of power that come when you write things down. When you write things down, you are 10 times more likely to achieve whatever it is that you have written down. Just pour it out onto paper. Put it all on paper. Get it all out there. Just chicken scratch it out. It doesn't have to be pretty. And see how much better you sleep once it's out of your brain and you don't have to like hang on to it anymore, right? This can be more than just for mental clarity for the next week and, and knowing what you're going to be doing, but it can actually help you to breathe and sleep well and not be so stressed, right? You've got it out onto paper. Now I want you to start thinking about each of these tasks and take it one at a time as you're first starting out and trying to get this system down. And I want you to ask yourself, does this particular task align with my core values and goals in life, right? Do I really, really, really need to accomplish this task? Or is this just a, a, a busy badge of honor that I feel like I need to do, right? We wear busyness as a badge of honor in society today. And I'm here to tell you <laughs> that at High Five Motherhood, we ditch that culture. We are not about hot mess mom. We are not about wearing busyness as a badge of honor. We are about being productive in an intentional way that frees up our time and our mental space so that we can enjoy our families and enjoy our lives and live our lives and not just be busy. So make sure that the tasks that you have on your to-do list actually align with your core values and that you actually need to do them. Also, just like we talked about in the past previous two episodes when we were talking about productivity, I want you to remember to systemize things as you're doing your mind sweep. So you've written it all out. You've asked yourself if it aligns with your core values, right? And now I want you to think about what of which of these tasks can I automate? Which ones can I create systems for and have it be on automation so I don't have to think about it and I don't have to continually put it on my to-do list. I'm just gonna naturally do it because it becomes a habit, okay? What can I automate? Then I want you to think, what can I delegate? What on my list do I absolutely have to be the one to do and no one else can do it? And what on my list can I actually give to somebody else? Okay, if it is sweeping the floor, you don't have to be the one to do that. Your husband can do that. Your kids can do that. Okay. If you, if you feel the need and have the income to do so, you're able to hire a, you know, 
hire a, a cleaning service or something if you need to, right? There's other people that can do that one specific job. It does not have to be you. So if you are running out of time and bandwidth to get certain things done, but you know it is possible to delegate it, do so, okay? So see what you can do to delegate things so that you can cross those off and not necessarily have to be the one to do it and have it not take away all the time that you have, right? I also want you to think about what can I eliminate from this to-do list? What on here does not align with my core values or goals? And maybe it's something that somebody just wants me to do, but I literally have no desire to do. And it really doesn't go along with anything that I um, have planned out for my year, right? It doesn't go along with what I value. I, I don't value this one specific thing, whatever it is, right? Remember that your to-do list, everything that's in your brain doesn't necessarily need to get done. Your brain might try to make you think that you know, you have to get all these things done. But in reality, for one, we can't do it all, right? We have a million things on our to-do list as moms. There's all these things that are constantly going or going through our brain, right? Our, our wheels are turning all the time. But it doesn't mean that we have to get it done. It doesn't mean that we even need to get it done or that we even should. Remember that just because it's out on paper doesn't mean it has to go into your planner and it has to go on your, um, you know, your time blocks, right? Only make time for things that truly matter to you live with intention, live in alignment with your values, and make sure that whatever you're doing is also going along with the goals that you set for yourself, okay? So if it's something that needs to get done but isn't a specific goal that you need to achieve right now and it's not super important to you and it doesn't align with things super well necessarily during this week and maybe you can move it to a later date because it's not something that is really pressing you right now or even something you really are worried about because there's something else that needs to get done before that, that's okay. You can always... Put things off to another week if needed. Just make sure that you schedule ahead for things so that you're not just continually putting things off and just get into procrastination mode, right? So that's the, the caveat. You have to make sure that you are not <laughs> just saying, oh, well, I can just, you know, delegate this to another week and another week and another week. And then really it never gets done, right? So make sure that whatever it is that you're trying to do is things that actually align with your values and that if you don't necessarily need to get it done next week and it's not something that you even want to get done next week, it's okay to move it to the following week, but make sure you write that on that week's, you know, mind sweep or something so that you know it's there and you can worry about that in the following week, right? So there's little little tricks and little tools and ways that you can make things work if you can't get it all done in one week, but it still needs to get done, okay? But focus on just the upcoming week, one week at a time, and figure out what you can automate and create a system for, what you can delegate to others that you don't need to do but can still check off because someone else can get it done for you, and what you can eliminate that doesn't align with your core values. And then once you've automated and delegated and eliminated all these different things, you're crossing lots of things off the list, right? So that narrows it down and you didn't even have to do any of it. That's the happy part, right? So then you take this little clump of things that you have left and, and reevaluate and see, okay, do I really feel like this is something that I want to do, I need to do, aligns with my values, and can I make time for it next week? Okay, tip number three. This is where we categorize all the tasks that we have from our mind sweep and we put them into mini lists. So if you have that HFM productivity planner, this is the sequential order that it goes in in the planner, okay? So it starts with your mind sweep or like a notes page, and then it goes into the mini lists where you're able to put all of your different like tasks into these little um, bucket type lists, right? 
And then you can label it so that you know what uh, time block it's going to go under, okay? For example, if you need to sort through mail and you need to do some laundry and you need to mop the floor and you need to meal prep and grocery shop or whatever, you've got all these different things you need to do, but they all kind of fall under the same category of home or homemaking, then let's take all those and let's bundle them into a little list label at home or homemaking, whatever you want to call it, take all those items and plug them into a time block or several time blocks throughout the week, depending on how many tasks you have, how much time each of them take, you know, and how many days you're going to need to do them. Right. And that can be a time block that you do. Okay. So each of these mini lists is how you just kind of combine like items. You kind of package it into this little teeny rectangle all together, and then you label it. So you know what time blocks you need to set time aside for for your week. Along with that though, you need to remember to plug in your weekly foundations first. So let's talk about those. Tip number four is weekly foundations. And they're things that kind of help you to just stay in maintenance mode. Okay. They help you to thrive, but they also help you to maintain all the things, all the moving parts of your life, right? So it just kind of helps you to stay. I want you to think of what are the foundations that I need for my week before anything else. Those have to be scheduled first. Think about your core values whatever those are. So say it's God and family and home and self-care. Okay. Let's, let's take a few things there here. You're going to put in for self-care. You need to make sure you have time to do a morning routine or an evening routine, some sort of self-care throughout the week. That's going to get plugged in first because you need to fill your tank so you can fill the tanks of others, right? You have to pour into yourself so you can pour into others. Okay. And then you need to pour into your marriage, right? So you need to have date night and couples counsel and and different times where you can just have pillow talk together and, and talk to each other about each other's days, kind of check in with each other, see how each other is doing, right? You need to have time for um, your husband, right? So block those times throughout the week that you and him want to spend time together to have your pillow talk, to have your date night, to have your couples counsel. Then maybe it's really important that you have a clean home and that you have food on the table. So you make time to do your groceries, meal prep and planning, and you make time to do your weekly cleaning schedule and, and your dailies, right? Your daily cleaning schedule you put in there. Planning is super important to you. And so you have your weekly plan sesh every single week for your upcoming week, but you also have every single night or every single morning in your morning or evening routine, you plan out your day right? So you have your daily planning and weekly planning that happens every week. Maybe your family's super important to you. And so you want to have a family fun night together at least once a week or a family fun outing where you guys go to the park or, or play sports in the field or do something fun, or you have a family council and, you know, you get together and, and communicate as a family and see what each other's needs are and wants. And if there's anything that's bothering them or, you know, going on at school, that's not good or something and ways you can help them out. You kind of assign chores and, um, you know, pay them or allowance if they need to. I don't know, like all these kinds of things, right? So you have different weekly foundations. Everyone's going to have something different. Everyone's going to have different core values. But I want you to think about the things that you kind of have to have in your week in order to not have like your home and family and marriage and yourself kind of just like blow up, right? You got to have things that kind of help you to keep all the plates spinning that you have to be spinning, right? What is it that helps you to keep that maintenance mode so you can still thrive and do other things like what is it that's going to help you to maintain a clean home what is it that's going to help you to maintain food on the table or maintain your stress levels by having a self-care routine with exercise and spending time with god and 
um, planning out your day and like all these things, right? So find out what it is that's important to you. Maybe, maybe friendship's really important to you and you need to make time to be social and to go have play dates at the park with some friends or, you know, go shopping together or have a girl's night out or whatever it is, right? Whatever your thing is that you like to do or feel like you have to have in order to maintain a level of happiness <laughs> and just like maintain your home and your family and your life. These are the kinds of things that you need as your weekly foundations, but be careful not to make this list too long because if you do have like a list of 20 weekly foundations that you need to do and you plug it all into your calendar, then you don't even have room for the to-do list that you need to get done too, right? So make sure that you're not just totally coding the entire calendar with all of your weekly foundations so there's no room for white space or for your to-do list or any other things, right? Or or just freedom, right? The white space is so important. You don't want to overschedule yourself to where you can't even have room to breathe. I mean, like if something happens and, you know, everything kind of goes to pop because a kid gets sick or something, you need to be able to have a way to balance that out and not have everything be so tightly scheduled that if one thing happens, your whole schedule goes to crap, right? It's important to give yourself that white space and that freedom so you can breathe and be like, okay, we had a little hiccup. Let's see how we can maneuver around this. What can we do to make this still work? What do I need to get rid of? What am I going to keep? Step number five, lay out your week at a glance. Okay. So this is where you kind of, you've got two columns in the planner. Okay. So you have your your weekly schedule, just kind of like every day put out in front of you so you can see it all in at one glance. And then you are going to have your menu for the week. So ideally you have your breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner that um, coincides or, or works together with the day of the week that it is. Okay. So let me explain. What are the main highlights of each day this week? Okay. Those are the things that you're going to be writing in these little, these little rectangles of every day of the week. Okay. So for example, on Sunday, you're probably going to do some, some, um, religious worship, worship of some kind, if you're Christian, right? Maybe on Monday, you have a family fun night. Maybe you have, I don't know, maybe you have like piano on Wednesdays for the kids that you have to take them to, or you have dance or sports or something you have to take them to that week. And you, you write the times in there and, and what's coming up in the week or whatever, or maybe it's someone's birthday, or you have a vacation coming up, or you have company coming in town or whatever, and kind of write those in what days are happening, what's happening on what day of the week. So you go through Sunday through Saturday and figure out kind of what, what's coming up this week. Okay. What, what's important, what's new this week that maybe isn't normally there, or just what are the reminders that we need to go over, right? And then you're going to take your menu and you're going to plan it according to what you have going that day. This is a big, huge productivity tip, okay? If you want to be productive and if you want to get on top of having dinner on the table on time, plan out your menu. And when you plan your menu, make sure you're planning for what the day's events are, like planning around what the day's events or activities are. For example, if you have a super, super busy Monday and everything's super crazy, that's not going to be a time to do a really fancy meal. You don't have the time for it. You don't have the bandwidth for it. You're going to be tapped out at the end of the night during those witching hours anyways, right? Maybe it's a slow cooker meal that night. Maybe it's a leftovers night. Maybe it's a eat out that night because you just don't have the bandwidth to do it and you just need to order takeout or whatever, right? So you plan around what's going on in your life so your meals coincide with your schedule, okay? So think about if you had a really chill Friday and you didn't really feel like cooking. You, it was a lazy weekend. You just want to chill. So you buy pizza, right? 
Or maybe because it's been such a chill day, you have the bandwidth and the energy to make a super nice, fun, fancy meal for your family. And you guys can enjoy a really fun dinner together. And then you can enjoy like a fun family game night or something, right? Or have or have friends over. You decide you want to do like a um, a charcuterie board and you guys just get together and have a game night with some friends or, you know, play yard games outside and do a barbecue or whatever, right? Like you, you have more of a bandwidth to do what you want to do on a chiller, more calm day where there's not a lot going on, if anything going on, right? So it helps to see your schedule, like right there at a glance in front of you, but along with it, your menu plan for breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. Not to mention, it gives you ideas of, and you're just not feeling it that night, or you forgot one ingredient or something, you're not sure what to make. You have an entire week's worth of meals planned out, and so you can choose from a different meal that you do have the ingredients for, and it does sound good to you, and you can make that instead because you have something already there. It's not about that. It's not about being rigid. It's not about being precise. It's more about just planning ahead and thinking, what could I do for snacks and dinner and lunch and breakfast, right? So that if you're not sure what to make, you can go to your planner with the ideas that you wrote down and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we can do waffles and yogurt for breakfast because I didn't know what I was going to do and I forgot we have, you know, these freezer waffles we can work with or, you know, I'm we can just do cereal today, you know, what whatever it is that you chose to do, whether it's really simple or really extravagant. It's all written out there. So you have the opportunity to switch things around. You have a little more room to work with stuff, right? Because there's more there for you to work with. You're not just trying to come up with all these ideas at the top of your head when your bandwidth is zero, right? So planning ahead can actually give you a lot of clarity and, and peace knowing that you've got things up your sleeve to work with, right? You don't have to just come up with, with it off the cuff. You can you can look in your planner and, and things will be okay, right? Okay, and last step for your weekly plan sesh is to set your weekly block schedule for the week, okay? This is the ultimate main portion of the planning sesh that needs to happen prior to your upcoming week so you have an idea of what the heck you want to do with your week and how you want to spend your time. This is how we choose to spend our time wisely, right? This is where the intention comes. This is where the purpose comes, your whys, your core values, your goals, like all these things are coming into this one page to help you to really see what you want to do with your life. Spend your days because how we spend our days is how we spend our lives, right? Or our years. So if you want to have an intentional life and thriving and not just surviving in motherhood, make time to plan it. Make time to plan a purposeful, intentional, wonderful life. And it starts with just a simple little weekly plan sesh every week. Okay. So As we set our weekly block schedule, we need to keep a few things in mind. First, you need to start with your weekly foundations. To do when I do my weekly um, plan sesh with my little weekly block schedule is I like to use highlighters and a ruler and a pen. Those are the tools of um, choice (laughs) that I use. So I like to color code things. So in the weekly blocks um, that are laid out in the High Five Motherhood Planner, Productivity Planner, there's little bubbles at the bottom where you can fill in the color that you desire to have for the specific role or category, you know, life theme, whatever it is that you're working on for your time blocks, and then you can write it out. So for example, I can have like the color orange for my kids, or I can have the color um, pink for I don't know, my personal morning routine or something like that, right? Like I can come up with these different colors that go along with the different things that are my weekly foundations or the different time blocks, okay? So figure out what works for you, whether it's highlighters or markers or colored pencils or 
planner pens or whatever it is that you want to work with, figure out what tools you want to use and have those ready in your weekly plan sesh, right? So plan out what your weekly foundations are. I always start with what's most important to me. Okay. That's my morning routine and my evening routine, because that is going to fill my bucket so that I can pour into my family and those around me. If I don't feel like I can breathe and I don't have my head above water, I can't help anybody else because I'm in survival mode. Right? So make time for self-care first and foremost, put that in the calendar, make sure that you have time to get showered and ready every day. You have time for exercise. You have time to eat breakfast, right? And eat your vitamins, drink your water, um, make your bed, tidy your room, whatever your morning routine is, however you structure it, reading your scriptures, spending time with God in prayer and things like that, whatever is important to you, planning out your day, all the things, decide on a morning routine time that you want to focus on and an evening routine time you want to focus on and schedule it out. So between, you know, five and 8 a.m., somewhere in there, you need to have some sort of morning routine, right? Before the kids get up and before you have to take them to school, have a morning routine, whatever time that is for you. Maybe, maybe your kids are light risers and they go to school later and you don't have to worry about a morning routine until like seven or eight, right? Whatever works for you, just from the moment you wake up until your kids wake up, you need to have a little buffer time between those two wake up times where you can have a morning routine without children. Okay. Ideally now remember that we have to give ourselves grace during a period. If we have a newborn, okay. If you've got you know, toddlers still waking up at night and different things, and you're not able to get the rest you need, you may not be able to get up before your kids and that's okay, but you still can get a morning routine. And even with kids awake, you can still make it happen. You can still exercise. You can still do all the things. Okay. I've been able to do it with five kids and you can too. So don't give yourself excuses, put it in the calendar. Okay. Make time for things that are important to you. So start out by highlighting the whole week, you know, like from, I don't know, 6 to 7 a.m. every single day, or maybe it's maybe it's a longer thing, you know, maybe it's like 6 to 8 a.m. is your morning routine or 6 to 9 or whatever it is, right? And, and you're kind of doing things with kids in between that, but you're also getting in your morning routine because sometimes it's kind of um, broken up a little bit because you have school drop off and you have to feed your toddlers and you have to do a diaper change and all these things, but you still are trying to get in that morning routine. So sometimes it may take three or four hours to get in that morning routine that really should only take half an hour, but because of all the distractions, you do what you got to do, right? Um, or if you work away from home, you're like, maybe you're a student. And so you have to schedule in time to study, or I don't know, you schedule in your weekly cleaning, you know, every single day or whatever your weekly foundations are, your grocery shopping and planning and prep and all those things, your family council, your couples council, weekly plan sesh, whatever it is that you're core values align with that are your weekly foundations that are the things that help you to just stay in maintenance mode where you can just kind of survive, right? This is your base level, everything you need to feel like you are surviving in life. And, and it helps you to thrive too, right? Because you're not just barely keeping your head above water. It's the thing that helps you to stay in maintenance mode. So, so things aren't going out of whack. You're not freaking out on stuff, right? It's, it's something that kind of gives you a little bit of peace knowing that the cleaning's getting done, the groceries are getting purchased, meals are on the table, right? You are getting in your exercise, you're getting in your your shower for the day, right? You're getting ready for the day. You feel whole and human because you're spending time with yourself, with God. You are spending time with your spouse and, and cultivating a good marriage. You're spending time with your family intentionally. Like all these things that are really important to you that make you 
thrive and and feel happy, those things need to be on your schedule first. You put in your most important priorities first. That's why these are your foundations, okay? You put you and your family, whatever your most important priorities are, you put those in first before anybody else can take a hold of your schedule, okay? That way you have control of your time. Because if you don't take control of your time, somebody else will. It's going to be your kids. It's going to be your spouse. It's going to be your neighbors. It's going to be your extended family. It's going to be coworkers or friends, whatever it is, right? And they don't do it like to purposefully hurt your (laughs) use of time or anything like that. But if you are more available because you haven't scheduled your time, it will get filled with other people's needs and wants and desires and and their schedules will take precedence over yours, right? So make sure you know what you want to do, how you want to spend your time and where your free time lies so that if somebody comes to ask you, hey, do you want to do a play date on this day? And you're like, well, you know what? That time doesn't work for me, but I can do it this time. And they say, okay, well, that works for me too. Let's do that, right? It kind of gives you the... um ability to know when you can schedule other things with people you because you've got white space in your schedule and you know when you're actually available to have a doctor's appointment or a hair appointment or a play date or a social outing or whatever it is right you you know when you're available because you've written out your schedule okay start with your weekly foundations do your color coding and labeling with a ruler and highlighters or whatever productivity tools you like to use. And then I want you to add in your to-do list from your mini list. Okay. So we did our mind sweep. We did our mini list. Now take those mini lists, which are kind of like our little time blocks and the themes and everything and write in on the, um, on your schedule, wherever you want to plug it in, what that time blocks name or theme or whatever is. Okay. So for example, if I want to block off a time from like nine to noon and I want to, and then I want to write in like home or weekly cleaning or whatever I want to label it. Right. And then you highlight it in that color that coincides with it. Right. You can choose how many things from that to-do list you want to plug into your week. It doesn't have to be all of them. Okay. Don't think that you have to do the entire to-do list in one week. Sometimes you have to push it to the next week or you have to delegate it or you have to eliminate it. Okay. So don't feel like it all has to go in there. You just you choose, you are the designer here, right? You get to design your life. Be cautious on what, how you spend your time, what you're putting into your calendar, because what you spend your time on, you know, where, where focus, what you put your focus on grows, right? So where focus goes, it grows. So make sure that whatever you're focusing on are things that you want to focus on that really go and align with your values and goals, okay? And probably the most important thing that you could learn from this entire podcast episode is to leave white space in your calendar. It's important to have your weekly foundations. It's important to have your time blocks with your, you know, your mini list, your to-do list or whatever. It's important to have all these different things that you want to fill your time with, but it's also so important to gain mental clarity by having white space in your calendar. This is a way that we can keep it clutter-free. It's not so overscheduled that we're totally burdened. If one thing goes wrong, the whole schedule goes to pot for the week, right? We got to leave room for, um, like a, a buffer children, And that alone will totally knock things off schedule on a daily basis, okay? And we need to plan for that because it's not like we have to feel like everything's derailed because we have kids and we're so frustrated because they're totally taking away everything that we hold dear because we can never keep our schedule the way we want it. You know, like nothing turns out perfect. No, like that's part of our role in life is to be a mom. So if we know that we're going to get distracted, if we know that things are going to kind of go off schedule and not exactly how we planned then we can plan for that. We can plan for a buffer. We can plan for white space. So if I have like a three hour time block 
to get things done in my home, I'm not going to fill the entire time block with three hours worth of work. I'll focus on a weekly task and my dailies and maybe do like a menu plan in that, you know, three hours or whatever and call it good. So I literally could have like an hour's worth of tasks or less in a three hour time block. Why? It seems like that's just wasting time, right? No, because so motherhood is a little bit messy sometimes and and things don't work out perfectly, right? Give yourself that freedom to have white space so that you have a buffer. So it's okay if things don't go according to plan perfectly because you can still be on time to an appointment or whatever because you created that buffer time so that you didn't have to worry about dealing with a blowout last minute because you gave yourself like an hour or two buffer time. So if anything did happen, you still have room to breathe. You still have time to grab a snack for yourself and a water and get the kids buckled in and everything before you go to an appointment because you created that buffer time because you didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but you knew something probably would happen where things would get off. You in your calendar at least once a day, okay? But several times a day is even better, okay? If you can get some white space throughout your, your weekly schedule, you will feel like you can breathe just by looking at it. You won't feel overwhelmed if you see there's white space where nothing's scheduled and you can you can do whatever you want then, you know, it's like, ah, that's so exciting. I can just, I could go sit outside and just swing for a little bit. You know, I can go for a walk. I can do whatever I want. I can sit and scroll some social media if I want to catch up with some friends and I don't have to feel guilty about it because I got all my work done. My kids are taken care of. I've spent time with them quality, like quality, good time with them. I've spent time with my spouse. Like I've done everything I need to do and it's okay for me to sit and watch a little movie. It's okay for me to relax. It's okay for me to make some cookies with my kids. Like I can do those things. I can sit and chat with a neighbor and just enjoy because I have taken care of the things that are very important to me and that I value, but it also gives me time to live life and be free and have fun. And and it gives me freedom to have more spontaneity, right? And that is how we thrive. We thrive with white space. If we don't have white space and we overschedule we're not able to thrive, okay? That's when we hit survival mode. And when we're in survival mode, we hit burnout. That's not where we wanna live. We don't wanna live in a hot mess mom culture. We don't wanna wear busyness as a badge of honor, right? We want to enjoy life and thrive in it. But the only way to truly do that is if we really, really, truly live with intention. And part of living with intention is planning with intention. And having a purposeful life happens when you plan ahead. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful that you are here. I hope this helped you in some way, and I hope it helps you to feel more productive. And I hope this is a system that can really become a new habit for you, and it it can create freedom in your life and happiness, and you can thrive too. All right, mama, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, tune in to past episodes or replay ones that you haven't heard in a while and just kind of want to revamp on them. Go ahead and check us out on Instagram at High Five Motherhood or check out our website at www.highfivemotherhood.com or come join the Facebook group with our High Five Motherhood Mamas group for like-minded mamas like yourself that are wanting some community and to be able to get to know other mamas that are dealing with the same type of struggles and problems and also find ways to celebrate your wins together. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you next time.